The title of this morning's devotion is Every Christian, a Soul Winner. The scripture verse is Daniel chapter 12 and verse 3. Daniel chapter 12 and verse 3. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the filament. And they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. And I hope every, I, I'm pretty sure everyone here is already on Discord. But I put several links on Discord to uh, PDF books that will help you in your soul winning endeavors. Uh, there's multiple ways to to uh, go about soul winning and it is a battle it is a struggle because when satan gets a hold of a soul he does not want to let go and a lot of times it will take the word of god a sharp blow by the sword of the spirit to dislodge him and dislodge that soul from his fingers and so it's called soul winning. And uh, we are in that battle to win souls for the Lord Jesus Christ and for the kingdom of God. Uh, the resources on Discord are uh, R.A. Torrey book, How to Bring Men to Christ, and Stephen Olford, The Secret of Soul Winning. And I've been reading over these uh, books is preparation for the material today. Soul winning must be under the leadership of the Holy Spirit, and it must be performed with a loving heart. Uh, we're not, we're not going to use our Bibles to beat anybody over the head. Uh, you use your Bible as the word of God to convict, to prick them in their heart. Uh, as they were walking along the road to Emmaus, uh, as Jesus opened the scriptures to them, uh, Cleopas and his companion said, did not our hearts burn within us as he opened to us the scriptures? And that's what the word of God does. It, it pricks us in our hearts and it pricks us in our souls. The fruit of a Christian is another Christian. That's a plain and simple statement. The fruit of a Christian is simply another Christian. And your testimony, how you came to the Lord, is your most effective and personal witness to the power of God. Everyone's testimony is like a snowflake. Everyone's is different. I have my testimony, you have yours, and that actually is the most effective tool that we have and our witness for the Lord Jesus Christ is our testimony of how we were saved. Um, J. Silo Baxter has the quote here, Lord, make me winsome that I may win some. Lord, make me winsome that I may win some. Many years ago, I was in a program called Evangelism Explosion. At, at a local church and we went out in groups and uh, two questions were asked one is have you come to the place in your spiritual life where you know for certain that if you were to die you would go to heaven absolutely sure you're saved and the other question were, was 
Suppose you were to die tonight and God asked you, why should I let you into my heaven? What would you say? And with these two questions, you can tell what the spiritual level is of the person that you're dealing with, uh, the person that you're trying to lead to the Lord or the person that you're trying to reinforce their faith or, or encourage in the faith. Um, in these two books that I put the links on Discord, they have, uh, they have places in them to deal with all the different excuses and uh, reasons that people will, you will encounter because uh, they're all different. Some will say, uh, I'm too great a sinner. Some will say, uh, I can't believe. Some will say, God is too good to put people into hell. Some will say, I live a pretty good life and I don't think uh, the Lord will send me to hell. There's all kinds of excuses and reasons that people give why they will not accept Jesus Christ as our Savior. But the most, the prevalent reason is they love their sin. Do, they do not want to give up their sin. I don't know if you watched that Sturgis video, but I watched that last night. And uh, I was reminded about how people are, are set in their sin. Um, something was brought up several months ago here on our prayer group. And I want to read this to you. And this will be the, um, the main part of my devotion. I want to read the Frank Jenner story. I want to take my glasses off because I can read better that way. During a time of testimonies at Lansdowne Baptist Church, Bournemouth, England, in the summer of 1952, Reverend Francis Dixon heard two very similar stories from two British sailors who had never met each other before. Both sailors, while on shore leave in Sydney, were approached by a man who asked the question, young man, if you were to die tonight, where would you be in heaven? or in hell. In the course of time, they both returned home, but the counter with this mysterious man on George Street, Sydney, left such a deep impression on their hearts and minds that they both sought spiritual help when back in England later, they both became Christians. Francis Dixon himself, having the pleasure of leading one of the sailors, Peter Culver, to Christ. Shortly after this, Francis Dixon departed with his wife, Nancy, for his first preaching tour to Australia and New Zealand, deeply fascinated by the coincidence of the two stories of the sailors and recognizing that he was heading to the land where these events had happened, he resolved to investigate the matter further. Who was this unconventional street evangelist? Why had he chosen to act in such a way? And how many people had been impacted by his ministry. It didn't take long to get some answers. The tour commenced at Adelaide, and while preaching in a large hall one night, Francis Dixon related the stories of the two sailors from England. At this point, their host, who happened to be sitting next to Mrs. Dixon and to whom they had just been introduced, waved his arms around, jumped up and said, I'm another, I'm another. This man, Murray Wilkes, later told them that during the war, the evangelist had approached him while he was running to catch a tram and that he had given his life to Christ in an army barracks two weeks later. Young man, if you were to die tonight, 
where would you be, in heaven or in hell? While in Perth, Francis Dixon again shared the story of the two sailors. This time, a man approached him after a, the talk to say that he, too, had become a Christian as a consequence of the single sentence uttered by the evangelist on George Street, Sydney. What's more, he had gone on to lead Christian endeavors for Western Australia, and so Francis Dixon reached Sydney, determined to meet the man behind these stories. On arrival, he related the stories to local Christian worker Alex Gilchrist and asked if he knew the evangelist. I know him well, said Alex. His name is Frank Jenner. Like me, he works with the forces, and he is a sailor himself. He worships at one of the Christian Brethren Assemblies in Sydney. Later, in Frank and Jesse Turner's uh, Jenner's humble townhouse, as Francis Dixon told the four stories of the men who had responded to the evangelist's simple questions, Frank Jenner, with tears in his eyes, fell to his knees and prayed, Oh, Lord, thank you for tolerating me. After a time of prayer, Jenner confessed that after speaking to 10 people a day for the previous 16 years, this was the first time he had heard of lasting results. You know, I never heard that anyone I ever spoke to had gone on for the Lord. Some made professions of salvation when I spoke to them, but I never ever knew any more than that, he said to his guests. Those who knew Frank Jenner testified that his nature was generous and warm, that he quickly inspired trust in others, and that his life was marked by persistence and prayer. The circumstances of the Second World War, particularly the horrific images of Japan after the atomic bomb, so heightened Jenner's sense of urgency that he felt it necessary to confront others directly about their standing before God. Not that this came easily. Jenner struggled to overcome a gambling habit acquired as a sailor, and he suffered persistent health problems throughout his life. He was so aware of his weakness that before each encounter on George Street, he silently prayed, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. He first coined his now famous question in 1937 and over the years probably asked nearly 100,000 people. It is no surprise then that his influence extended far beyond Australia. Just a month after meeting Frank Jenner, Francis Dixon met, spoke at a Methodist church in Keswick, England after the service a man who worked for missions, mission to Mediterranean garrisons approached Mr. Dixon and said, I too was challenged by Mr. Jenner. And now I am a soul winner. I am in a soul winning, winning work myself. Four years after this, while ministering to missionaries in India, Mr. Dixon found another convert from George Street, Sydney. She had responded to the evangelist challenge and offered her life for service in India. In all, Francis Dixon knew of 10 people who had come to Christ as a consequence of the influence of Frank Jenner. I wonder how many more there are. Frank Jenner, in his own way, and to the embarrassment of some Christians, got to the heart of the issue. He directly challenged sailors about their standing before God. His simple question is not a formula for us to copy, but his life is a wonderful testimony of how God can use those who remain faithful to him. We know that our work in the Lord is not in vain. We know that when we witness to people, whether 
under the leadership of the Holy Spirit, whether it be in the street, whether it be in a grocery store, whether it be in a gas station, whether it be on a plane, whether it be in a restaurant, wherever it might be, we know that the seeds of the gospel are going out every day and that a harvest will be reaped eventually from it. Uh, every Christian, a soul winner. Thank you.